The D and Davis Show. Dean Davis still in COVID formation. Dean Davis, the show, I should say. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We're definitely going to go over our thoughts over the last dance. Also, uh, make sure it's, it's not included in this, but we have a standalone interview with Percy Allen of Seattle Times to kind of break down the Seattle Supersonics angle from that 96 title. Uh, so we're going to definitely, we definitely got into a lot of different things with him about that and the last dance. And of course, we got to get into the new situation in the MLB with the owners coming to the players with a, a 50-50 split when it comes to the cap and a strike shortening, not a strike shortening, COVID shortened season of 82 games and we're going to find out what the players say and it seems like a little bait when it comes to uh, public opinion and kind of how the players are up against the wall so we definitely got to give our thoughts on that my name is Kenneth Davis and you know him his name is D Demons Pearl what's happening everybody hey make sure you follow D and Davis show on Twitter and IG at D and Davis show once again it's at D and Davis show hit the bio link it take you everywhere we're at you can watch us on YouTube listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud of course, I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis, and executive producer of the D and Davis Show and everything that we do. Ryan Bukovsky, make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan B Ski. IG Ryan B Ski One A. Also, too, Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. Get all our stuff there as well. All right, guys, let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. Uh, so, uh, the Southern, the Southern California sports Academy previously co-owned by the late Kobe Bryant has retired his Mamba nickname and rebranded itself, uh, nearly four months after the, the basketball icons death. Uh, we all know this in thousand Oaks. Unfortunately, Kobe was headed there. I believe, uh, that, that, that plane, the helicopter crash was in thousand Oaks. I don't think he was that far away from the Academy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Academy though, and this is just something for D is under uh, consideration as a home base for the G League's new select program. Oh, interesting. All right. And then, unfortunately, just to give an update, uh, Aria Zoban's brother, that's the helicopter pilot, in a court filing uh, that uh, Bryant knew the risk of the helicopter flying and the survivors aren't entitled to damages from the pilot's estate. Mm. Vanessa Bryant in February sued Zuban's estate and the charter company. So just giving you a little update on that from the all time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, too, uh, simple fact that NBA is looking to use the facilities as uh, some of the. G- it's a G League. It's like a G League traveling team. Or is that team going to be in the G League? I don't think so. Right? It's called the G League Elite Team. Elite Team. Um, yeah. So, but it's, it's compared to what you said, I think you can envision, envision it as a traveling team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, they obviously the NBA wants to stay um, in tune and, and in connection with Kobe Bryant. This is another way to do it. It's out in Los Angeles. That's where a lot of these kids are going to go. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me if you start to see these traveling teams or elite teams pop up throughout the uh, in, in the near future across the country in different facilities. Let's say maybe one in Texas and Illinois here in Chicago and New York and Florida, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere in maybe in the Midwest. Uh, but I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm not surprised that, that the G League wants to stay somewhere in tune with um, well, NBA want to stay somewhere in tune with uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see how, uh, I guess the the thing that catches my eye, Ken, was the court documents that you talked about. It seems like that's going to be an interesting battle and conclusion that still we're waiting on to figure out who exactly is at fault and how much of it was the pilot versus how much of it was the aircraft versus how much of it was Kobe Bryant just making a decision. And uh, it's just still such a sad, terrible situation. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this G League Mamba Academy. I guess I don't even know if I can say that anymore. But hopefully, yeah, I think that it's will, just uh, Sports Academy right sports now. Sports Academy, right? Yeah. Hopefully, uh, that turns into a nice success. You know what I would do, and perhaps I don't know if um, Vanessa would care for that. Probably would be an issue. She named it after Gigi. Yeah, I wonder if they buy it out from him though. I, 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 I wonder that too. I wonder. But what, I think the owner said that they, it, there's only one of one, and that's why they're taking the mob off. But I, I'm along with UD. It was probably a buyout. I mean, because what's, what's the purpose of Vanessa Bryant holding on to it? What, one, she may not even want to be around it, thinking about her daughter and her husband. True, but yeah. like, why not just sitting? I'm not going to go there. You're going to run it. Kobe was the person running it on the other side. I may as well just let you go ahead and do what you need to do and me step back and get out the way. Yeah, even though I'll say this part, the this sports academy is a bland ass name. I, 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 <laughs> I will with something. I will. I would like something else to be thrown on top of that. I'm, I'm maybe maybe it'll be the Kobe Bryant sports. Or academy. maybe look, 
24-8 slash 8. Like, dude, put something on top of it. I mean, you can still honor someone with not using their uh, top brand necessarily as your way to promote it whatsoever. How, or about, maybe, uh, how about the Bean Academy? The Bean Academy? I like, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, got them off the top. And Adrian Wojnarowski was the man reporting all of this for us yesterday. So, Woj, again, feels like a, a good day with momentum moving in the positive direction. What more can you tell us? Uh, Greeny, the, the, you know, the owners, uh, Adam Silver, the Players Association, you know, they're starting to zero in on an idea that there is an acceptable amount of risk uh, that they can play with here. I, I had a text from a player this morning, uh, kind of on the heels of last night's reporting, you know, who essentially said, we're going to have to play with some level of risk. Most all of us accept that. And I think there's a trust between the Players Association and the league that the league is not going to put them in undue harm's way, that they're going to have an environment that for players, for staff, will, will take all the necessary precautions. And, and Green, don't underestimate the impact that economics have in this. And you saw it in Jared Dudley's tweets. You know, that's a sense among Many players, they want to get paid the rest of this year's money, and they know that playing this year and, and driving more revenue and then being able to come back next season, hopefully with fans at some point next season, is going to impact you know, their ability uh, to, to share in that 50-50 revenue split. Uh, that they have with the owners. Off top. Off top. All right, so a report just came out from Leach Report uh, titled Report. LeBron, Giannis, Steph Curry, and more stars favor NBA uh, resuming uh, their season. Uh, LeBron James and the biggest stars in the NBA have reportedly formed a united front uh, mm -hmm. to resume the 2019-20 uh, season, which has been a hiatus because of the coronavirus. And this is according to Chris Haynes out of Yahoo. Uh, also coming from Wojnowski saying that uh, the – the on Tuesday, the, M the MBPA was polling players about whether they wanted to the season to return. The Play Association denied the report and said it was uh, it has not authorized any formal poll of its players. And that's per uh, Sharma. They're reporting that on ESPN. Sean Sharana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they're reporting that on ESPN, but think? it's not supposed to come be public. The, the mm -hmm. vote's not supposed to go public. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, Steve Kerr said for the the, um, the Golden State Warriors that they're looking at it, that the season is over. I mean, they're the worst team in the league. So <laughs> I, I don't hey, care what, because I want to ask you, 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 did you say Seth or Steph? Steph. Because, I know, I know. But the only reason I'm pointing out is because Steph Curry is, if, if Steph goes straight into the playoffs, he's not oh. even participating. Like he has, he has, he has no horse in his race. So I please, mean, but, to, but, to, but to come out and say that he want to finish it, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I it's, can say, listen. I can say I want you to give uh, cable back at your house, but guess what? I have nothing to do with your house. Right. That's very, very true. Right. So Steph has nothing to do with what the, basically they want to see who's going to be the champion this season. Correct. Mm -hmm. He has nothing to do with that. If he wants to lend his voice to it. Cool. But you sit your little light skin ass down. I think it's quite a few other uh, owners. I know Mark Cuban has been kind of at um, thinking mm -hmm. about saying that, like he's not opening up his facilities just yet. Utah's uh, open right now. Utah's open right now. But then you have to go kind of state by state. And we're very uh, and a, another interesting port, uh, point. Uh, Trace McGrady and Kendrick Perkins was on NBA, ESPN The Jump. And they mm -hmm. said, like, you know what? The reason why they don't like it is because, well, some, the fact that some states are open up and some facilities are open up and some owners doing it because that team who opened up earlier, they get a head start before everybody else. So both of them have basically kind of came out and said, like, man, this season is a wash. Wait. There is no even reason to do it. Tracy said it shouldn't open up, period. But then he stated why if that they did yeah. and it went along like that, it wouldn't be fair. Well, Kendrick, Kendrick brought that point up first that Tracy agreed with it, saying, like, you know what I'm saying, they don't have a, a leg up. It's kind of like an advantage. Yeah, but, have, the, yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he went along with what Shaq said. Actually said, I said it prior to Shaq that the season should be discontinued. Mm -hmm. also, Charles Barkley has also said. Yeah, another, another Hall of Famer, too. I listened to uh, Reggie Miller on Dan Patrick's show. He basically came out and said the same thing. It's, it's, it's too much going on. It's too many questions. It's too many things you have to try to figure out to try to make a season go or to, to restart the season in a sense. He said, just wait until it starts between October, November, and play, uh, basically December. You know what it was? Dan Patrick asked him. Somebody came in. I think it might even been Shaq. He said that whoever resumed, whoever wins. Assuming the asterisk by the name? Yeah, and that's not, like, that's, that's, not, that's true. not true. That's he's not like, true. Yeah, he's like, uh, Sanchez And we've said that on here. They know yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Sanchez yeah. Spurs, they know they, they have a championship. Everybody look at them legitimately. 
LA teams in the Bucks, no one would have a complaint if who won. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if the Clippers Only and Lakers the win, or the, yeah, like it, it will have to be like <laughs> the, the 76ers or even, yeah. for instance, Miami Heat. Well, you know what I'm saying? It would be a team of that sort that we'd be like, hold up now. I don't know about that. But like, if a team that was already favored to win this season, I don't think we would hold it against them. On top of that, if they win again in the upcoming seasons, we told, we would get rid of it, the quote-unquote asterisk. Yeah, it can, in a sense, kind of validated. Ryan, what do you George Carr also said that uh, he doesn't think – he said basically what you just said. They should just uh, – push do the uh, draft in August, push the season back a little bit and focus on the season. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Like I just, I feel like whenever a league is going to get started, they're going to run into so many things that they didn't realize that are going to be issues. And I just wonder how much room for error are there is like, do you have certain amount of players can catch it before you shut it all down? Is mm-hmm. it as soon as it comes into our sport? Shut everything down. Like I don't it, know. And only one player shut the whole entire league down, and that was uh, what's what's kid from uh, Utah, uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Yeah, he Rudy started Gobert. to shut down, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was <laughs> when they found out everybody yeah, else had it. Whoosh, yeah, and their players they still haven't told us who caught it. But NBA's kind of kept that under lock and key. Mm-hmm. You think Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz are the only players that had it? No. You're fooling yourself. Go, no, Ryan, finish your point. I'm sorry. I just think it's going to be so, so tough. Baseball, it makes a little bit more sense to me because it's kind of naturally social distancing, even though it's not all the time. Mm-hmm. For the most part, players are staying away from each other. How are you going to do that in the NBA? With sweat, with blood, with all types of fluids going everywhere. Uh, and you're always in contact with each other, period. And it's 10, it's 10 men on the court along with three, three uh, officials. So that's 13 people on the court, right? And that's more people than it's to say like a UFC when it's just a referee and, and, and two fighters. It's only three. So, I mean, you're just multiplying the potential of uh, somebody spreading it. So I'm with you, Ryan. A lot of unforeseeable risk and issues can pop up that they have no clue what can happen. They, they, they don't know about I still think baseball, and I, I, I know that you're not in the post and someone's not D'ing you up, uh, but even with the distance part of baseball, we still have to look at the most important part of any of these sports is the ball. And you're still going to go around the horn. You know, so, so it's just like, we're, I think that the owners, and I understand that they want to sit there and save some of this money that they're going to lose and get some of this television money. But in all fairness, you just need to wrap it up this year because it's the best bet because someone's going to get sick. And the real thing is going to be is now are you going to try to cover it up? So, cause one person gets sick, they're going to just try to make it seem like it's that one person. Are you going to cover it up? And then it's going to come out later perhaps that what you did and how you basically should have just set your ass down or should you just sit there and cut off your nose to spite your face and wait to next season when it's, when there's perhaps a vaccine or at least this thing has calmed down a lot more. Rex Chapman, um, on his uh, Twitter social, handle, Twitter social media, yeah. He put a video out. It was not anything to do with sports, but I mean, Rex Chapman played, played bas- uh, basketball. But he showed one of those videos about how the virus spreads. It's yeah, like, in an Asian restaurant. Oh, yeah. it was supposed to be an Asian restaurant. Right, somebody put, put something in their hands, do the black light on, and it was everywhere. So mm-hmm. to your point, you talk about having this ball, sweat, things like that. My God, if you flick on a, a black light in the NBA arena or whatever you're at, that, that damn thing, that damn thing could possibly start be just glowing. You still be able to watch the game because it's because it's everywhere. So there's just so many different different risks that I just don't know why you want to put yourself if you're the commissioner or owner of one of these teams. Is the risk worth the reward? Mm-hmm. That's a big question that I, I'm, I'm hoping that a lot of these um, players and owners are asking themselves. One small thing too, uh, pretty much in baseball. 100% of the stadiums, they can be an outdoor element. NBA is played inside. Yeah, There's yeah. the circulating air over and over. Mm-hmm. The players could be completely fine. The camera guy could have it, and it just mm-hmm. going yeah, into the AC system. True. Yeah. That's true. Very good. Yeah. Off top. Off top, Ryan. Uh, my off top. Hey, see, I'm t- you see, I ain't talking, right? Yeah, Stay no, humble, but bro. You know he's right Stay humble. Stay humble, bro. I can say no, no. I can be excited. Yeah, yeah, but don't do that by my ear. Don't do it by my ear. No, I will do it by my ear. I will do it by my ear. No, no, no. Hey, one, one seven. That's what I do. I'll at you after the game. 17, just keep talking. It's kind of a two-parter. Uh, first part, just kind of want to get your reaction. I thought it was a cool story. I don't know if you guys saw Philip Rivers announced he will be coaching high school football as soon as he's done playing in the NFL. So he has a job in waiting in Alabama. 
which I thought was kind of cool. But then there's, it leads to the other parts. So I want to get your reaction on that news. But he was also a hot candidate potentially to go to the booth when he was done playing. And Monday Night Football announced Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland will not be doing it this year. So they will have a brand new booth. And without him, do you guys see another kind of front runner for the Monday Night Football booth? I'm gonna be honest. I never f- looked at Philip Rivers as being like a. I know oh, he's I kind of. I know, he's a, I know he's an honorary kind of a guy, but I never. Th- I never pegged him as being like, oh yeah, you know, he'll be D, good for, D, the, for the booth. With that, you don't want to hear him saying "dang gummit" like swearing <laughs> up a storm without swearing on Monday Night Football. I think it'd be great. Oh, I think. It, I think it'd be good. I mean, I think it'd be funny if he was a doer, but I just never. Maybe because it's one thing we don't. I mean, we don't live in San Diego. We're now in Los Angeles, so we don't get. To, we need never, never to get to see. Uh, Philip Rivers on a day-to-day basis within the press, so I don't know his personality that well. Uh, but you don't know Philip Rivers' personality. Well, I know he's kind of an honorary, an honorary you know, guy. You know what I'm saying? He's pretty funny. I, I, yeah. never, I never yeah, thought about him being in a booth. I, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't either. I didn't think about that. But he, he's really pretty. He's pretty funny. I mean, I think also that since before Jay Cutler was even a Chicago Bear, that we were Cutler guys in Denver, and he was the he was the enemy of Cutler at the time. Mm-hmm. So kind of put him on, at a distance. But Bill Rivers is oh. a pretty a pretty funny, funny, funny. And dude, as Ryan said, the fact that he doesn't swear, but then sit there will give you his kind of swear words. Um, it would be interesting seeing him break it, breaking, uh, break, that's really breaking down the game. Could you imagine him and Cutler in the booth with, with each other? I mean, you well, talking about okay. up and down, left and right, yin yang. It would be interesting to see these two talk football and how, because mm-hmm. I think Philip, like you say, I, we know he's a very fiery guy, mm-hmm. but Jay is so laid, laid. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be it would be good to have that kind of a you know saying play off each other. What do you think about Jay in the booth now? Because they gotta find somebody and they, they gotta not, find somebody they entertaining. Not, they're not gonna give him that type of position. Like if he had Monday now, football, if, I don't know. But if he even if went, he was as great as supposedly his test was, like he was supposedly <laughs> epic at it. But see, the thing is, Ryan, if he had went and did that, he would be up for it perhaps now. Yeah. But they're not gonna bring him off the streets straight into Monday night football. Why not? Like, they did with Jason Witten. And they shouldn't have. And guess what? Jason Wynn decided to take his ass back to football because of that. Yeah, but... But no, he, he got panned. It wasn't like people... Yeah, he, panned, he got panned. He was people here. panned him. And also, I'm sure ESPN learned a lesson from that. Like, you know, you do. Like, for instance, them seeking Tony Romo. Tony Romo's now had, what, two to three seasons? Three, two to three seasons of actually doing it. So now it's like, all right, moving him to a higher level or a, 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 a bigger platform. Cool. Just like you said, when it comes to Jason Witten, just because this person seems like they're cool, you're asking them to do a lot. That's not like that's not an easy job to turn to color commentating, and you've had no job really on sure. television. But so, who do you want then? Um, well, first off, I definitely want uh, Lewis Riddick to be involved in some fashion. If, they, if they're going to go, about. they're yeah, going to do a three. I would prefer it probably in a three, uh, three, a three uh, man booth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I think there's a, a a ton of decent players. Listen, I don't think he wants to do it. Because uh, he would have probably done it already. I'm a huge fan of Steve Young. I wouldn't mad, mad, I wouldn't mind Steve Young perhaps getting it. Because I mean, I, I think you would probably lean towards a quarterback, even though it could be any position. But just like I know something that um, our boy um, Anthony Heron used to say, you know, before, while he was playing, being a defensive lineman, he really didn't know what everybody else was supposed to do. So at least when you get a quarterback, you and that's not saying that other players can't do this. I'm just pointing out that a quarterback really has to be cognizant of what's going on all around the field. So I, I would initially start looking at uh, some of these retired quarterbacks. Um, I mean, it may not have the same pizzazz to it. I wouldn't I, I mean, don't go on with someone that's at ESPN. Uh, Matt Hasselback also wouldn't be uh, someone that I would look at. Uh, yeah, but I, I think he does a decent job. I don't think it gives you the entertainment value that you perhaps would be seeking. I think dry toast. I think Randy Moss will be pretty good at it. No. You don't no. think so? You don't think not, Randy Moss? I love Randy Moss. Randy Moss is not good at what he does now yet. Oh, really? No, it's kind of like how you oh, feel about Dion. It's, it's how you feel about Dion. Like, it, it, it's hmm. like, it's how you like Randy Moss. As I watch that show often, and either he. he I like he's Randy. Gonna, I think Randy's entertaining. I, I you know what I like better? You like it because it's, it's Randy. Carlson. I, I love I like Nate Burleson. I like him as a player. Speaking of Viking, former yeah, Vikings receivers, I hated him as a player. How could you like him? I just he was a liar. <laughs> well, no, for me, Nate Burleson. I look at Nate Burleson as being a Viking and a Seattle Seahawk mm. because he was a guy. I view him that as a lion. He benefited the year that Randy was hurt. Mm-hmm. He was on the other side. 
and Randy missed like five games with the and the, the Vikings threw him out as a decoy, and that's how Nate Burson ended up getting that Seattle contract when they did the flip flop when uh, the Vikings stole Hutchinson from Seattle and then said Seattle took Nate Burson from the Vikings. So I always envision those two teams when I think about Nate Burson. So you, and he's a snazzy dresser. So you just like look, so you look at you look at Randy as just being this. I kind of I think he can get do, better, but not, yeah. but not, but nah, not, not you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot of detail. So no, Randy's not ready for that. I still think he can improve with the job that he's doing. This year was better than last year, mm-hmm. but I think there's sometimes Definitely when it comes to players doing this that they they're not multifaceted enough to know. Okay, for instance, like me and you doing something deep, and mm-hmm. if if you say something and I was thinking it then I have to come up with something else if we're interviewing someone. And see, he's not good at that yet. So he'll usually stay on his point that he was going to make. So let's just say Jeff Saturday or Teddy Brisky takes the point before he gets it. He usually can't deviate away from that point just yet. I mean, because, again, this isn't a platform that he's been doing. He was a football player for most of his life. So that's a lot when you're talking about in-game data you got to keep giving out and stuff like that. And I don't think Randy's ready for that right now. How would you all feel? Uh, this is 2020, so yes, we have progressed pretty far. But having a woman in a booth, maybe uh, a woman could be a play-by-play and not, uh, I don't know, maybe a new commentary too. You have uh, Menendez does MLB. So uh, Jessica Menendez, right? Uh, she does MLB. Yeah, but not anymore. Mendoza, I think. Mendoza, I'm sorry, Mendoza. Um, but I'm, I'm just throwing a question out there. I wonder, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of women obviously cover the game. Uh, well, I'm thinking we of get somebody ESPN's, to come up there and go to the booth. I'm thinking of ESPN's roster, kind of, because maybe they go elsewhere. You know, I was thinking Chris Fowler for play-by-play. He does, obviously, college football. I was wondering, maybe you bump him up to professional. I would say that maybe if we don't know there's going to be a college season. Thinking there's going to be one, but maybe if there's a little bit of a a question about how the college football season is going to go, maybe they might bump him over. I mean, that's I don't see why you couldn't do that. I think he's See, their best play-by-play guy for football right now. The, but the only thing even with that is he's set. And he knows yeah. that with college football, he can do that. For, he, can, he can be like uh, Keith Jackson. He can Keith be Jackson. like, yeah, Brentsburg or Keith Jackson, where yeah. he can yeah. do that for another 20 years. That Monday sure. Night Football, you listen, if you're good, you may get a decade. I mean, if you're very good, you may get a decade out of it. Yeah, they so, yeah, they you know, so as soon as the ratings start looking a certain type of way, you know, it's, it's your butt, basically. So I wonder would he give up necessarily the security uh, and go to do that. So no women? Man. Do you? Oh, I wouldn't mind. It, it just depends yeah, I just on, don't know who the candidate was. And also, it had see this is another thing uh, due to the fact that we haven't had like a like a woman on a lesser platform do it, and then we could look at bumping her up compared to like uh uh what was it Becky Hammond is that the Spurs coach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So listen, like if Becky Hammond gets a job as a head coach, there's no problem because we've already seen her as far as being an assistant and a valued assistant. So right now, since, you know, no one has opened up that to a woman off just on a lesser platform, I think it'll be hard for them to jump all the way to Monday Night Football. I wouldn't mind it taking place. Wait right. a minute. I think I thought I saw, didn't Amazon do some streaming and they had two yeah, ladies. Andrea Kramer and. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Tafoya, was it? Was they doing the play-by-play in the color? I think they did have I know it was Andrea Kramer and someone else, and I'm blanking on the other. Yeah. Amazon. Oh, Hannah, Hannah Storm. Andrea yeah. Kramer and Hannah Storm would be the first female duo to call an NFL game. That was in 2018. Her father I, just died. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Hannah Storm's father just passed away. Yeah. It was for the Thursday night games, and I think it was being streamed – it was on Am- Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. So we've had it. I don't know if a lot of people maybe caught that broadcast, but at least we... See, I didn't have Prime, so I did not catch the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted a, to. Yeah, just a thought. Just a thought. We never know, man. It's, it's probably going to happen sometime soon. I think we're kind of talking about a, lo- a smaller to the larger issue. Mm-hmm. They cannot find talent for Monday Night Football, which is like crazy. It's been a long, it's been a long time since they had like, a booth. Even like Mike Tirico and Gruden, like that was a pretty solid, that was a good booth, but that wasn't like great. Like John Gruden, he's solid and good Mm -hmm. at it, but he's not like, I wouldn't call him Tony Romo. I wouldn't call him even Chris Collinsworth or Troy Aikman. I think those guys were definitely ahead of him in this commentary. So I would like them to actually beef it up. And Peyton Manning, I think would be terrific, but he doesn't want to go with just some Joe Schmo at play by play. And got to figure out. You know what? Here's a question before we get up out of here. What is the last? When was the last good in a Monday Night Football 
broadcasting? Um, for me, and I don't know if it was good, but I was young. It was the one that Dan Deardorff was on. Um, I forget who he was. Oh, Al Michaels. Yeah, Al and, Michaels, uh, Dan Deardorff. Dandy Don, right? Wasn't no, this Don? is he was before he was in there, and then he he. But yeah, I like that one. I mean, I think none of us was really watching it when Howard. It's Cosell the Jerry Maguire booth, right? Yeah. Remember in Jerry Maguire, they yeah. The It'd be back then. So I'll, I always liked that one uh, for me growing up. Um, I hate. I, the fact- I liked Al Michaels and John Madden when that was Monday Night Football. I didn't love John at that point, but yeah. Al was still great. Yeah, John was old. Um, I again personally, it didn't come off well. I did like. Uh, I'm a big Tony Kornheiser fan, so I didn't mind when he was doing it. Um, yeah. I don't think it got enough time necessarily, and he kind of grinds on people, or people don't kind of like. And him. he doesn't have much time left on the earth. Wow, you watch what you say about <laughs> wow. Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, I'm looking at the list. I forget that uh, Greeny, Greeny did it for a couple of seasons. Well, they would just they would just do the first game. They would just do they would just yeah, they would do they would have a the double West header. Oh the double headers, that's right. That's yeah, right. that's all. They that's all. It would yeah. either be like the Raiders or somebody yeah, in the AFC. That's all. They were all him Mike and Mike would always do, do take the second game at the beginning true. of the year. Yeah, it's true, it's true. All right, we'll come on back and have some more fun. Dean Davis show. What's up, Chicago? This is Chris Sosa from Red Eye, and you're listening to the Dean Davis show. Major League Baseball's owners, they've submitted a proposal to the Players Association for review of the 2020 season. Now, here are some of the key details, according to multiple reports, which are as follows. It would be a 50-50 share of the revenue with the players, an 82-game schedule that starts by early July with games in home stadiums that is, of course, provided that local governments give the clearance, an expansion of the postseason. It's going to go from 10 to 14 teams and a 30-man active roster, which is more than that what we saw from 26, the designated hitter, that would also be a universal rule throughout the game. So let's get this thing popping early and often. It's time now for our Miller Lite refreshing take of the day where I ask you, the question is, the Players Association will agree to the owner's proposal by Friday. Yes or no? Which way you lean it? Well, I believe that uh, it might not be Friday, but it should be very soon because there, there's not a lot of time to fool around with this. Uh, Major League Baseball and the players need to be in agreement so they can start by sometime around June 10th, June 15th at the latest to get their three weeks in and start the baseball season by July 4th. Uh, if they m- move much past that and you're going to have a season with, you know, 50, 60 games, there's not much integrity in that. And you're going to have a hard time keeping the attention of the fan base. So uh, agree upon the money uh, right now. Uh, they seem far away, but uh, they have to have cooler heads prevail and come up with an equity system here that fits both sides. Uh, the fans don't have much uh, thought about or much care about how you divide it up. They just want their game back. And you better get it back for them. Uh, both sides better adhere to that. All right, guys. Dan Davis' show. We definitely got to talk about what's going on in the MLB as the owners have sent a proposal to the players with the 50-50 split, uh, DHs in, in both leagues, and also 82-game uh, season. Uh, the biggest thing for me, of course, was the fact that the 50-50 split creates a cap, something that Major League Baseball held out. Our White Sox, perhaps the Montreal Expos, missed out on the World Series due to it when they tried to put a cap in the first place. And at a time right now, because the thing is, and did talk about it as far as when it comes to J.B. Prisker and what he had to say, but the thing is, I get tired of the narrative of us always coming down on the players. And it's like, it, it, and we, we never come down on the owners and they're richer, all right? It's less of them. They, they don't take the same risks mm-hmm. when it comes to their body. And you say, the players are compensated for that. Yeah, they're, they're compensated for wear and tear not if there's going to be uh, something to go on with uh, future as far as their lung capacity moving forward, fertility, you know, like they're not compensated for that. And to just say that for our viewing pleasure, they should take that risk is BS because we listen, I, you can say that for all of us in our jobs and you say, well, they get paid this much money. They're not compensated for risking their life against a pandemic. That's, exactly. just the, that's just the truth of the matter. Stop being selfish. You're being selfish. You can say they're being selfish 
They're human beings. They have family members. What happens if they take it back home? Like what, like you, how many players did we just talk about as far as I just, I'm, I'm either my wife is pregnant and about to have a baby or we just had a kid and we don't even know how this could affect children long-term. You know, we talked about them, Dan Davis, the flip, make sure you check out the flip, the Kawasaki virus. Like we got to understand what something that we don't know about. Like that, we keep acting like we know that. Like, know what's going on? Yeah, it's like a cousin, a distant cousin. I kind of know. No, no, no. This is someone from another country that you never met in your life. All right. Oh, no, no, no. Not even that. The Amazon uh, rainforest. All right. They don't even know technology. Right. Trying to teach them something is like I, I can't comprehend it. It's just it, to me personally. Uh, I think if the owners, late last point before I pass it off to D. Yeah, they already two months ago prorated their salaries. Right, players were only going to get paid for the games played. So the owners were going to get money back in a way because instead of having to pay a guy for 160 some nine games, you're only paying for 82 games. Now I'll say this: if they wanted to take a, a percentage and say, you know what? That proration is cool, but let me get 15% back from you on that because I still understand the owners, you know, they have to pay for it, open the stadiums up and things of that sort. Cool. And also there's no concessions. So I, I get that. If you got to get a little bit of that money back, cool. But when you do a 50-50 split, that's a cap. And what you're going to do is try to use that moving forward. And that's the whole reason that it's, it's in place. I was watching ESPN and I, I forget who it was, but they made a point that owners win by making deals. Like that's what their businessmen. That's how they get victories and get W's by making deals. And this is just another case of owners trying to play fast money. See? Now I remember back in the day, uh, let's say the late late nineties, early two thousands, and then we saw the explosion of baseball money really right after the strike and home runs and things of that nature. And it was crazy to see a team with a hundred million dollar. Salary, payroll. You know, payroll, right? And it was obviously it was the New York Yankees. You had the Boston Red Sox, and then everybody else was kind of playing catch. Dodgers right? and Cubs. Dodgers, Cubs, right? They had the they had the bread, right? So a lot of people back then was like, "Hey, baseball needs a cap because you know the, it's, it's basically all the teams that had all the money was buying up all the best players, things of that nature." That doesn't really happen no, that much anymore, right? Because everybody has the money, TV deals, things of that nature. So with this kind of a cap, I I, I see where you're coming from, Ken is that you're really putting a cap on these guys. And the narrative now is that the players are holding out. That's not the case. Even if, let's say, I'm a player holding out. I think I have a good, uh, a good way, not good way, but a good uh, avenue to say why I'm holding out because I could probably die. Mm-hmm. You know, I can take this, Kim, as you, as you were saying, I can take this virus back home. Or... You want me to come out and play, and I'm going to be away from my family for four months. I didn't sign up to go to the military. I'm playing a kid's game. I'm bad. playing bat, baseball, baseball. I'm playing baseball. It's nothing. I'm not, you know, don't put me in that situation where I have to think about my family, my health, my family's health. This is only a game. This is only baseball, right? So... To your point, you had brought up J.B. Prisker. He's a uh, governor here in Illinois. I like Prisker simple fact of what he's been doing so far with the COVID-19. A lot of stuff with his money, saying like that, he's a billionaire. I don't like that. Hiding his money like Trump, I don't Hiding care. Hiding his money, taking, taking, taking toilets out of his house. He already mm-hmm. coming in looking really shady to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like him. And then right? he's talking about somebody else's money. Right. But to this point, when he's doing COVID-19 stuff, I rock with you, J.B. But he came out today. Uh, this is courtesy of NBC Sports. Uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Prisker slams MLB players for holding out. And this is a statement from him. I realize that players have the right to haggle over their salaries, but we do live in a moment where the people of Illinois and the people of the United States deserve to get their pastime back. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, we don't deserve just to watch baseball. You have to put – people have to put their, put, them, put their priorities in order. Yes, I love to see baseball. I, I brother. Tony Gill and I, we have season tickets for the White Sox. We ain't going you to had, You had, had season tickets. Yeah. Thank you. We What's had season But I understand. Probably your fault this is actually taking place. <laughs> Never. Well, Never. you looked at Cam Newton. Did you look at somebody from Wuhan? Right. Listen, look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton's Cam Newton shoulder and foot went out. As soon as he looked at him, he's like, my shoulder, my foot. Did you go to China and say, I'm going to check out the wet markets? Right. Look at this guy over here. Went over to the wet markets and was like, hmm. (laughs) 
Shut up. COVID. COVID. Exactly. So forget the pangalangs. So it goes on to say, uh, if they're able to come up with the safety precautions as as uh, as had been suggested by Major League Baseball, that works. I hope that the players will understand that the people of the United States, uh, the people of our United States, uh, United States, need to recognize this is an important part of leisure time that all of us want to have in the summer to watch them play baseball. They're probably not even going to be in the stadium, JB. Um, uh, we need that normalcy. I must say, I'm disappointed in many of the ways the players are holding out on holding out holding out for these very, very high salaries and payments during a time when during a time when I think everybody is sacrificing. They have sacrificed. Yes, it is a lot of money that would some money that we'll never see in my lives. They have worked their way to this point in their life and their profession. They have sacrificed. And people don't deserve to watch baseball. That is something that's just a great thing to have in our free well somewhat free society. Right. So I don't know where he's coming from. Why well, do you know where he's coming from? He's a business dude. He understands what these owners are going through. He's a billionaire him damn self. He wants them folks to go out there and work. At least these players. But he's so off base with this, guys. I, I, I just I thought maybe he would have a little bit of more of an understanding. You see people out here, the front line workers are doing this, but you're trying to say just because they make a lot of money, they should go out there. No, brother. No, it's the same thing. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. That's your man's. One question. What are we doing right? for the COVID? No, COVID nineteen. They know what it's supposed to do. And trying to be, trying to be Cuomo. First of all, my governor is was Cuomo. Oh, he, he doing his job. All right, that's the only governor I follow is Cuomo. Quick, right, real quick. Steve, we can't have a good governor in Illinois. You, you know that. You're right. Yeah, I'm filthy. Is he? <laughs> real quick, right before you jump in, I just have to. I just have to ask this question. Yeah. When did MLB players become essential workers? Right. I just want to know. When I just want to know. When did seeing somebody throw a ball around, like, man, you... Yeah, that's essential right there, boy. You know what I got? I want to ask a question to your question, Ken. <laughs> when did I decide which sport is essential? I want to pick which sports point. are essential. Great point. Great point. Because you could just say throw that basketball back out there then, right? Right. Give me football. Right? Give me all the unfeasible right. sports. He sound real Trumpish. With this, as far as people need to be entertained, get your ass out there. He sound real. Tr- and listen, oh, 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 and majority of the players in the MLB, regardless of if they speak our language of players of color and who's getting hit the hardest by this bad boy. And you but, like, go take your ass out there right now and play that damn game. But I will say this, though. Let's play a little devil advocate. He mm-hmm. didn't say anything about basketball. Mm-mm. He didn't say anything about the NFL. I haven't heard anything about that. Well, the MLS, I saw a report talking about they want all the teams coming down to Orlando. Don't go to Florida. Um, he hasn't said anything he, about MLS, though. Why baseball? He I think it's because they already have a proposal, though. I think it's because they already have. Is that, is that the only reason? I think that's he's using that since the owners say we have an idea. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I think just looking at specifically some of the comments with JB and just the overall situation with the MLB, I mean, you already had a handshake deal, like you said, Ken. They had a handshake deal. We're going to prorate, so you're not paying our full salary anyways. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. So you're already getting a break being Mm -hmm. the owners. What is the problem here? You're not going to get as much money, obviously, through the gate and merchandise and all that stuff, but the TV rights and everything, you're going to get money there. So uh, to me, you can say the players are holding out, but that's a cheap move by the owners right now. The owners are the ones holding out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, but, it's a switch. Also, it's a bait and switch. But also, too, you still, and as we keep saying this on this show, go back and listen to any other shows. Just hit the bio link. You find us everywhere. You're not just talking about the players. You're talking about the people who have to work there, the trainers, the managers, the people, the hotels they got to go to, their families, whatever the case may be. Is food preparation. Food preparation. It's not just you. Security. Yes, it's not just you. And how many people are just going to walk up on Sheffield and Waveland when the Cubs are playing? Right? A, a, a ton of dummies. I didn't think a about that. That's a, great, that's a great point, Ryan. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great point. Get back on the trains. Get back on the buses. Be- whoa, whoa, whoa. How many people are going right to be now. sitting there over on the um, what, the rooftops? What they going to just right. they just give them ten people up there? But you still going to have people that people go those rooftop seats. Listen, if they take ten people. They getting about a hundred dollars a ticket up in that bad boy. Very Watch. true. Yeah. But as I said, you have those ten people. Okay, they leave 
then what? That can go spread out to a whole bunch of other people. Yep. That's what I keep saying. Listen, I love sports more than anybody else. I tear up when I see the Bulls win the championship or old, or old video. I cry when the White Sox won. I did too. It ain't, it ain't that damn serious. It's not, man. Fine. It ain't that serious. Yeah. That's something I mean, else to do. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. Uh, How about uh, another aspect of this? Yeah. Universal DH. I was just going to say, I, I don't like it. About that. I don't like it. I want, the NL, like it. I, like the, I want the NL to stay the NL. I want to have oh, the two different styles. Get this old baseball talk out of here. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to ride on this one. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like the fact. Also, okay, let me even got dive deeper. I'm an AL guy. You really guy. want to see Kyle Hendricks bat, huh? I'm, a, I'm an AL guy. No, I don't like seeing pitchers hit. But I'm, a, I'm an AL guy, and it's always an advantage for an AL team in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Big the NL team doesn't have Except a, a, a when the guy Cubs that's a, play the Indians. Yeah, because they had Cal Swarbrick, who's supposed to be in the American League, on their team. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so I, that, that's another reason why I always am like, nah, let's keep at least, let's keep a little something. Because look, the flip side is at least when. The, uh, the the American team is in the National League Park in the World Series. They have to learn how to kind of play that style or they're going to get beat by a manager who's uh, uh, strategizing and moving ahead of their ass. So I always kind of I always kind of preferred it. I, I, I like the fact that there's two different styles in both leagues. Listen, I, understand, I, I get that point, Ken. I mean, listen, we grew up watching baseball and obviously playing it too. And, you know, when the, D, when the DL, uh, DH came around, it's kind of like, okay, well, all right. But – you you have two different styles of play. You are eliminating all players knowing how to play all positions. Not all positions, but you know what I'm saying? You got you you you're having pitches that know how to hit. That's still pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? When we we play Your boy pitch, Mad Bum. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So you have something we grew up playing, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm a pitch, but also I'm a hit. It's you play the full gamut of the sport, and now you are really you really specialize in every aspect of it. I get that point. I'm really not that fan of it. But on the flip side, damn man, it's about time. I mean, what's the purpose? Of it? What's the purpose of it? What, why just have it in one league and not the other? You just go ahead and knock it down. Listen, in the league don't mean as much as it used to be. It used to be back it in the day. Shouldn't, it, sh- it shouldn't though. But the but also too, Ken, I think it's got to the point with the DH too. I mean, just go ahead and just put it. On. I can listen. I, I, I don't mind you. I don't mind you saying that. I can understand why. And also brings more jobs to guys because now you open up my points. You're opening up the NL, and a lot of these older players, you know. So, so look, Albert Pujols wouldn't have to leave the Cardinals, even though they weren't going to pay him. But still, we in, we all also know with the um uh, what's what's his name's name that just signed with the Phillies. It just escaped my mind last year. Right, last year. Yeah. yeah. Listen, that Phillies deal, with, with the part of the reason they said that they gave him that much money is because they looked at that the, the, the DH is coming to the National League. So they even when Bryce Harper got older, they was like, we can just sit his buddy DH even though he's going to be overpaid. I get it. I, I, I have no – I don't have as much of a problem as far as I don't know why. I'm just telling, talking as far as my preference. Yeah, right. For me, I'm with you guys. Like, it is cool seeing a league have something kind of different for half of it versus the other half. It's definitely unique and cool. But – I'm kind of just over pitchers hitting. That's just me. I'm sick of seeing it. I have a few reasons. First of all, DH was not always around. So we used to have just universal baseball, and nobody yeah. cried like, hey, this is terrible. Why can't these leagues be a little different? Two, you said it, Ken. The big thing I'm a proponent of, it adds an extra, what, 15 jobs in the league yeah. for somebody to snatch up? and. I'm always pro players getting extra chances, more jobs, all that stuff. And I think just the third thing, again, going back to the pitcher, I am so sick of how many times you have to plan for that pitcher to hit, but there's not much you can do around it. You Mm -hmm. know, like how many innings are killed because a pitcher is up there hitting and not to say with a hitter, it wouldn't be bad, but when you're trying to get more offense, more eyeballs, get rid of these weak ass hitters. I will say it's, it will, it's going to, in a sense, kind of dumb down the game, the strategy. Mm-hmm. You don't have, yeah, you don't have – if a manager if, – if you but, don't want your manager – One thing – Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing to that, D, yeah, if yeah. you didn't want, you know, the game changing, why are you putting a wiffle ball in every pitcher's hand and throwing it to the plate where guys are just hitting home runs like crazy? It's already taking strategy out of the game. Yeah. True, but still, it's not the same as taking away when you have double the switches here. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I say with the double switch and things like that. I was going to also say, I think in the past too, we have to remember that the leagues were actually really separate. Yeah, they were. Like, you know, they basically had it their own commissioners. 
like what Dobie was in charge of the AL. Like, so they did it in that American League, try to spice everything up. So compared to now, like you just said, it was two different worlds where basically the, 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 the Manfred is, is in control of both leagues, you know, but before, even though they had a commissioner, the leagues had a, a, a head and they were two separate, separate leagues. So that's kind of the reason in the past. But again, listen, time waits for no man. I understand. I get it. But I still like that, that, that they were separate. And also for future generations, they can kind of still see in the National League how baseball was originally played to a certain extent. Listen, I w- I'm all for going old man baseball and really separating the two, though. I wouldn't mind going back to only you only seeing. No, I wouldn't mind. I hate that. that. I hate I that. Mi- I wouldn't mind because you only see. T- so now we never get questions asked. Uh, but this is the thing, though. Back in the uh, day, we couldn't actually see them, see them because of television and things like that. Now yeah. I think you can you can see whoever you want in any game yeah. you want. But now, I don't get to I, see the teams play one another. Uh, like I, no, make you, it make you, it go, take it take it back to the World Series how it used to be. No, because dude, I want to be able to that. see. I want to be able to see if the Boston Red Sox, right, without, without making it to the World Series, can beat the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? You see like, them in the World Series. If they, but now, but if they don't, then I, I no. I like. I've never been a fan of separating play, and, and we already know you play your conference more or league yeah. in baseball than any than, than than the other league. But I always like to see we get to see when those teams meet up. You know, so like that's all. Like even with the the, the, the finals with uh, the, the the SuperSonics, right? Like the, the, they won those two games after what well, game three, I believe. And um, one four the, and five, yeah, they won four and five. But the thing was, and even going off of what Gary Payton said, as far as like, yeah, you know, I could have wore Mike out if I got on them earlier. That next year, they played, I think, in February in Key Arena. And Jordan dropped like 40-something on that ass. And we wouldn't have got that if we had to only see them in the finals. I always like to see the best teams play. If we just wait till only two of those teams can get there, I feel as a fan that I'm cheated. I want to see those teams and see the talent match up. I never like it to be a total separation. I'm fine with it being separated. I'm fine with it being separated. I'm I'm fine as having the intrigue of, man, I want to see how this team plays against this team in the finals and they finally meet up. It's like, oh, you know, I like like, like that that drama to it. Yeah. A player like Ernie Banks, who was really never on a winning team, right? But a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You, you would have never seen him play against great Yankee teams and saw how he matched up against them because his team didn't put him in a position to be able to get there. Very I always want to see. I always want to see the best match up. So I. So for, for, for what we do. Those games allow us to gauge them and go out and talk to people about what took place and how good that player was against the other supreme talent in that sport. I think it lights a fire up under that particular team to make sure you get to that point. But you can't do that in baseball. Like you can't like I mean, you can't do that in baseball. Because it's baseball is so you much make, you make sure your team is you one player on can't your team. one, well, one player can't no, no, I'm, I'm just saying impression. one player, but one player can't do that in baseball. Listen, you can have a hitter's role if you if your general manager can't get any pitching. Like if you're talking about basketball, I'll put it like this. In basketball, I would agree with you, even though I don't I, I would agree with you if I thought that was cool because one player can really affect winning, especially if you have I'm not two. talking about players. But I'm just but, I'm, I'm just, but, uh, but that's what we're that's what we're gauging is talent. And if I don't no, get no. to see if I don't get to see talent versus talent, then I can't tell you the value of that talent. I'm saying as a as a fan base, and I'm saying as an organization. The reason why you want your team to do well is so they can elevate and what win championships. If your team is stuck in them, is stuck in the muck. Like yeah, the ML, not MLS. We have some, some soccer teams. If you're not good enough, what you do? Get your ass out the league. All I'm trying to say, oh, I have no problem with relegation. I have no problem with relegation. All, all, all I'm trying to say is, okay, if you want your team to, you have your team in the West and team in the East. Mm-hmm. Your team in the West isn't that good, but you want to see them finish play that team in the East, you got to put pressure on your organization. You all need to be good. Let's win some championships so we can see that. All I'm trying to say, I'm just playing a little devil's advocate here. All I'm trying to say... Are you, I'm like, is, this devil, is this devil's advocate or is this how you feel? Well... Because that's how I'm like... Is this what you prefer, I should say? Is this what you would prefer? It wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if they did it. That's all I'm trying to say. If they, so, if they, came, if they came out... If, well, listen, listen. Listen, uh-huh. if MLB came out today and said, 
No, you know what? We're going to go old school again. We're going to go where only time you get to see the uh, American League and National League play is when we have the All-Star game and we have the World Series. It wouldn't bother me. It, I wouldn't be out with a, with a, with a pitchfork and a torch laying. No, no, no. That, it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't do that to me. That's two, points, two points for what Ryan jumps in. Yeah. One, uh, my one, for MLB wanting to step into the 21st century, mm-hmm. th- it wouldn't make sense because that's not what young fans would want to see. And second, oh, they so have you're so many saying other issues. I mean, but, I'm, but no, but you still taking away seeing talent versus talent is it's going to be a big issue because in other sports, that's not what they see in football and basketball. Everybody plays each other but in different you conferences. Something different, right? Don't you want but, something different? No, you want to do whatever is most entertaining is what I, that's why you want to bring the DH in because some people think that more offense is entertaining. But this is my last part. So a player, and you can't blame him for this, we can't see Mike Trout play against the AL team. So if you're a Cubs fan, you never see the Cubs versus Mike Trout. That's not Mike Trout's fault. And like that's yeah, like for instance, for even with like Barry Bonds, Trout play baseball though. But no, but you can't see him play other great players in a different league. You want to gauge him and see. All right, you know what? The Cubs got the best pitching in baseball. I wonder if Mike Trout's the best player. Could he live up to that? To uh, playing against those those pitchers like that. Look at Barry Bonds. It wasn't Barry Bonds' fault that you know his he only basically got two chances at, to bite at the apple. So in the American League, we would have never seen Barry Bonds take on the American League those American League teams or the Yankees. Nah, man, I want see all of that. I throw them all in there and let them play. That's a, Listen, settle it on the field. And, and, and it's not so, fair if it's just the supreme talent can get the chance to settle on the field. Everybody should be allowed to settle on the field. So we basically, I know we have somewhat of a little bit of interleague. You still have the kind of storylines and kind of the um, regional. You play regional. one division. Yeah, the kind of like that. So and, and if that's the case, then Ken, just go ahead and just mix it all up together. It, listen, it, it doesn't bother me as long as you keep traditional rivalries. So that because look, look, a team like we all grew up with the Astros being in the NL for the most part, right? Yeah. Or the Blues now, in the American League. That's about to say. So again, it happens. Oh, it, look, it, it's not the same. But Tampa Bay being in, in, in uh, the 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 AL, I mean the NL Central. The, the, the Central here and for the for the, for the football, and then going NFC out to Central. NFC Central. Central, and then going to the NFC East just because, and we had to watch bad Tampa Bay, and they were just getting good. I didn't think that was fair, but okay, whatever. So I'm not saying it's all. I'm gonna I'm gonna view it all fair when you switch teams into different leagues or conferences, mm-hmm. but still, you don't. And, and you also have to make sure that the teams within that division play the same amount of games of teams in another division so that you can validate their record stacked up against their division. So to a certain degree, as long as that's still there to where it's fair for every team in a division, it wouldn't bother me as much, especially if you include the natural rivalries that they have. It doesn't bother me, but taking away from teams and like we like in basketball now, like teams in different conferences may play each other just three times, if not two. That's really, two. Yeah. Yeah. But no, sometimes it's three. I've noticed yeah. that. Like yeah, sometimes you, it's you three. Get off, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Get so again, we're not getting a fuel, a full view, but we still get to see those matchups. And those are the, those are the primetime matchups after the time. Think about just before, right before we, the COVID uh, uh, stay in place took place. LeBron took off a team in his, uh, his division as far as the Clippers, but then took off the, the, the Bucks too. Right? Like, you want to see all of that type of stuff. So, I, I, I've never liked it in the MLB that it's like that. It's cool when people are like, it used to be special. No, everybody's supposed to play each other for the most part. That's what sports is about. Right. Yeah, for me, when you talk about the baseball schedule, I wish there was more interleague, personally. I wish that they would play more teams. I would love to see the Cubs go to Yankee Stadium like every year or play the Yankees every year, sometimes at their place, sometimes at our place, and it just switches off year of the year, whatever. I'm with you, Ken. I want to see the best against the best, and I don't want it to just be in the playoffs. I think it's cool what you're saying, D, and when it works out really well, it's really awesome, mm-hmm. but I just don't think sports are that calculated enough. I think sometimes I, I you've got to live for that regular season a little bit. Yeah, yeah listen, I, listen, Christmas off for, bat, for the NBA is great and usually have some type of East Coast versus West Coast type of thing. I'm not saying, I'm not, listen, I'm not disagreeing. It's going to be the, yeah. the finals yeah. matchup yeah. from the year before mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature, but yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, Brian, I agree with you. Last point on this, I agree with you. Listen, if they want to cut down 19 games between the White Sox and the Royals. Fine by me. If you're going to send nine of those games and you can go to, if you want to take a trip, go play the Mets or go down to Atlanta, yeah. go out to the, the Dodgers or go out to the Giants. 
Arizona Dynamax. Yeah, if you want to cut down on inter- on actual division play and spread those games out, I mean, you got to think about travel, maybe. Mm, but it's going to be do a problem that, travel. It's going to be a travel. But if you want to do something like that, or even if you want to cut it down within the division, but keep it within the region, you have the White Sox go play the Cardinals. You have the White Sox go play the Brewers. You know what I'm saying? You, you can have that. That I, I, that part, I'm with. They play the Royals and them suck-ass teams way too much. Because one last thing, with baseball, it's also the venue, right? Like, that's part of it. And it is kind of with the NFL and NBA, but it's specifically like in baseball, you see the character of the park and all that. Yeah. It'd be great to see your favorite team, like the White Sox or the Cubs, go around the country yeah. often and you yeah. see these different stadiums instead of just because that's part of baseball's appeal is maybe, the venue. Maybe cut down the actual season and also, in a sense, uh, spread those interdivision games out to other. Right. other teams. I don't need to see the Reds 19 times. Let's do 15. Let's do a yeah. little less. That's good. Yeah. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that team. You can take three or four of those games off of that bad boy. Yeah. And we yeah. like Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, Ken, you did mention the last dance. And uh, episode seven and eight aired Sunday night. Uh, listen, I think the one thing that kind of jumped out to me, well, two things. One, it, it, really showed Michael, it really showed Michael Jordan as being the tyrant that he is as far as just pushing himself and pushing everyone to win and you need that and i think a lot, i think for this generation of fans coming up that could be in their teenage years or early 20s and maybe even late 20s never seen anybody like that or maybe the closest thing they saw was kobe but you still didn't see the backside i mean the insides look at it we all kind of knew this about michael jordan we knew, heard about the stories eventually after uh even kind of doing the uh the bulls ring and kind of after after the ring uh so it's kind of good i think for the younger audience to kind of see like no nah, dude you you talking about somebody pushing you this dude right here will push you i don't know how many times he calls scoparella hope um and number <laughs> and number and number two and scoparella smiled about it which lets you know yeah i mean he said he said he, i, I couldn't make him mad he was a hope Hey, he said he, I couldn't make him mad, but he dropped he dropped 30, 30 some points one time, one game. Other thing too, man. Listen, the whole thing with Supersonics, the whole thing with Gary Payton. I mean, y'all had y'all thoughts about that, but man, it just still kills me that the uh, NBA is not in Seattle. That's the one. Yeah, that, I that, hate that, it. That still kills me, man. A great, a great basketball city. Phenomenal. I love the Supersonics. When you're talking about from uh, Lenny Wilkins being a player coach with. Uh, What's his name from the uh, the uh, Celtics? Uh, Dennis, what's his name? Was the, the key player? Oh, this uh, the point guard. I mean, uh, shooting guard. Uh, Dennis yeah, Johnson. He was both Dennis Johnson. He was a combo guard. Yeah, guard. Uh, Dennis Johnson being the key player when they won in the late seventies mm-hmm. uh, until all those nineties uh, teams. As far as the SuperSonics, it's, it's a definitely a, a phenomenal uh, basketball city. You think about the players that come out of Seattle. Yeah. Uh, man, what about that Oklahoma City team if they were in Seattle? That was right. a lot of fun. Right. Let's, I had I asked the family while we was watching it, and so I said, what team uh, What team was the uh, the, the Seahawks, Supersonics, rather? And uh, they couldn't come up with it, but after finally it was like, I th- Kevin Durant was on the, the, the team, right? And I was like, okay, right? And yeah, it's OKC or whatever. And like you just saying, Ryan, just think about if they would – listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If they would have played in Seattle, they may not have broken up because and they might have won. You're, oh. in a metro- you're in a metropolis, one. All right, and this has some chocolate city aspects to it. So compared to being in the middle of nowhere, we're talking about what is. I think at the time, I could be wrong. I think Seattle either the 14th largest market. I'll say maybe we could have been the eighth. But I think it was the 14th. I think Oklahoma City was like the 48th. Yeah, they, they, they moved. It dropped. Like, yeah. And you, so you're taking, you know, and I'm talking about this as a person of color that you're going to such a small community to into a certain aspect where there's not a lot of stuff for us when it comes to, uh, I don't know, engaging with people that look like us. You know, people like to engage with people that look like them. Look at the world. It's the truth. Um, but, uh, yeah, to think about that team. I, I, I real real of, quick, Seattle was the 17th uh, market. I mean, okay. time, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, 14th. 14th market. I said, I said 14th. Yeah, 14th market in the country, yeah. Stop. You don't interrupt me to tell me I was right to say, Ken, you're right. Yeah, go ahead. I just want to interrupt me and hit me with my number. He he, he, he interrupted Ryan and hit me with my answer like it was a new answer. He was like, wait, wait, wait. It was the 14th. No, no, you didn't verify. You were telling me I was wrong, is what you were saying. You said, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It was the 17th. It was the 14th. I knew I was right. Did you say I was I'm verified. When it come off of Davis, it's verified already, baby. It's verified. Was I right? Was I right? Oh, I'm trying to say. I'm just asking. 
What's up, right? How many times you say, yeah, you know what? Thanks, D. Yeah, you're right, D. Thanks, D. Never. I've never said in a day in my life. Yeah, you can try to hold on to it. Man, D, how did you stay partners with him so long? You can, hey, listen. <laughs> you can try to say, you can try. I just let him rant. I just let him go. He takes it. That's him taking advantage of me. No. He's like, I let him go. I get those, I get those, minutes, I get those minutes out the way. I just, I'll verify that later. <laughs> I just let it go. But go ahead, go uh, ahead. No, I'm done, Ryan. You can go ahead. D has already ruined everything I was saying. Ah, whatever. Uh, yeah, with the uh, last dance, I thought it was, uh, you know, cool seeing the tyrant. MJ the tyrant. And, uh, you know, whatever. The best part, honestly, for me was him laughing at Garrett Payton's face. I couldn't believe how cold that was. That was so disrespectful. That's a Hall of Famer named the glove for his defense. It was he crazy. Took nick- he took his nickname one. He took his nickname. Who? Nike Jordan's, one of his nicknames was the glove. Really? Ooh. That's Google my time. Google it. Jordan's name, Jordan, one of Jordan's nickname in the 80s, they called him the glove because of his defensive play. That was Jordan, that was one of Jordan's nicknames. Hey, I mean, listen. Well, he can't have it? No, verify that shit now. <laughs> you know what? I will. I want the blue shit. Michael Jordan. The glove nickname. Come on, he's got Aaroness, Black Jesus. He's got everything. We wasn't calling him Black Jesus. We wasn't calling Black Jesus too much back then. Wait a minute. He, he called himself Black Jesus. All right. Okay. 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 I didn't um, know. That. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. To Reggie Miller. Yeah. It's only only thing I see is talking about um what is Michael Jordan's nickname? Damn glove. Ooh, that's what came. I want to ask you. His Aaroness, Black Cat, Money, MJ, Air Jordan. It was no. It was. I'm telling you. That was a that was a big nickname of Michael Jordan's in the 80s. The only reason now, because of Google, you won't see it, is because of Gary Payton. When you think about when the internet took over, but that was one of Michael Jordan's nicknames was the glove. We need to get Luke Canellis on here. He'll tell you the truth. We need the newspaper archives. Sweet, sweet Lou. All right, go ahead, go ahead and finish, Ryan. I'm sorry. Uh, no, the, uh, the thing that I'm looking forward to this week, I'm going to have Reggie Miller and the Michael Jordan stuff. I think that's going to be very, very entertaining. Yeah. A la laughing at Gary Payton's face, something similar to that. And then uh, my heart's going to be broken once it's all over and you just see the demise and the downfall. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know the ending of it. Uh, you know how it was going to end, obviously. Uh, it's just cool to kind of see the back, the back end. I mean, the behind the scenes stories of, you know what I'm saying, the lost footage. Uh, I hope, I really, really hope ESPN and Netflix and Jordan, because this is basically a documentary by Michael Jordan about Michael Jordan. Um, I hope they release some, some more footage, kind of like an archive yeah. kind of a dump that you can kind of go in and kind of just kind of see some stuff. Because I can mm-hmm. say it before, I think they said they have about 50 hours worth of video that they can do. And they only condensed yeah. all that down to 10 hours. Not even really 10 hours, including commercials. It's probably like, you know, saying eight hours. Right. Something like that. So, um, that, 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 yeah, man, it's, it's going to hurt. Um, it's going to hurt seeing the, seeing the breakup of it. But um, I'm, I am interested to see the behind more, more behind the scenes of when they broke up, how things were flushed out then, too. Yeah. Um it's man, it's since Scotty just running to the to the hills. Uh you haven't seen him on the jump since the first week this came out. I wanted to mention something about that. And it's just when you look at the first Mike saying he was selfish, uh a friend of the show, Craig Hodges, came out and said he disagreed with Mike for saying that. Um, and then to see that the 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 sit down with Tony and then for, for Scotty to double down on it. Like damn, damn Scotty. Yeah. But you know like, what? I thought yeah. about this I when don't you know said why, that. Man. I thought about this when I, when that happened. I never hear anybody in God rest his soul, you know, saying Bamba, uh, Kobe Bryant. Remember when he was playoff series and he took he stopped he stopped playing basically? Was that a game? Oh, it's because how great he is. I, I know, but he but, didn't but, take shots the second half of the, the some, second half of the game. Who came he, out? Somebody came out saying like, "Could you imagine?" And then like he was twenty something years old. I don't know. Was it even in a documentary? Like he was twenty something years old. He made a mistake, and you you have Jackie McMullen. Jackie McMullen. Okay, Jack McMullen. Yeah, yeah. She's like you have all the other great things that he did is now kind of overshadowed that. I mean, Scottie Pippen is a great, truly top fifty player of all time. But mm-hmm. we have seen some other players do some messed up stuff. Too. We ain't seen nobody at the last end of a playoff game say, I'm not going in. I feel you on that one. That's different. Listen, God you can be mad. Kobe stopped taking shots. Listen, but we guess literally what? saw him Guess what, though? Guess what? Guess what? Kobe, Kobe still was out there. 
right? Kobe, listen, y'all let LeBron do that. If LeBron let LeBron just pass the ball, right? So Kobe was like, I'm gonna show y'all something. I'm gonna play like LeBron for one second. Hey, Again, I'm with he you. He was on the court, but Kobe, no one. T- I, I think about that from time to time about Kobe. I'm with yeah. you. And again, it's not a knock. It, 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 it slightly takes away from Scotty's greatness. But you know when it really takes away from his greatness? That as an older person, he can't concede that he was wrong in doing it. Right. But, he, but, like, he cried, but he cried in the locker room and he apologized. Yeah, but dude, so, why so now. So why down? So now you're like, I was, so I'm going to make Bill Cartwright want to punch me in the face again? I know. Like, I, 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 could, I couldn't believe that either. Stop. That's, I, I, like, that's like, man, my wife was kind of messing up, so I cheated. And if I happen again today, I still cheat on her ass. Like, oh, y'all together is good. Don't do that. Yeah, I, I didn't know better. When he said that, man, I was, I was like, whoa. He said you do it again. Like, damn, Scotty. Phil, I do it again. In your, in your face. I Draw up another play for Tony. <laughs> I sit down again too. Take us out, dude. <laughs> All right, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and IG at DND for Show. I'm on Twitter at Demons One. IG as well, Ken. That's Davis. IG, uh, Ryan Bukovetsky, Ryan B. Ski, and Ryan B. Ski One. Make sure you check out Dan Davis's flip. Please take care of yourself and take care of everybody around you. Don't do anything crazy before you hear from us. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs>